There we go. My shit was muted. Typical. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday. Hopefully, you guys had a good weekend. Welcome to Nonsensical Nonsense. I am Glee. Lone Wolf in it tonight. We're getting used to that on Mondays. It's what I do, baby. Oh, hopefully, like I said, y'all had a good weekend. Hopefully, Monday didn't kick your ass too bad. If you guys aren't already, go ahead and check us out on all them socials. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can hang out live with us Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday on YouTube and Facebook, 7 p.m.-ish. And if you can't join us live, or if you miss a show or whatever, you can listen to all of them anytime, anyplace, on Zencast or Spotify, basically anywhere and everywhere you listen to podcasts at all at Nonsensical Nonsense Podcast. Go ahead and give us a follow. Give us a listen, and if you'd be so kind, give us a share. We greatly appreciate that. And if that's too hard to figure out, you can head over to bio.link slash nonsensical nonsense podcast. <coughs> that's going to give you all of our links to all of our socials. And it's also going to give you links to our sponsors and our promo code Words Are Hard. Feel free to check them out as well. Greatly appreciate all that. It is Monday. Hopefully. Everybody's week has started off pretty good. Kind of a slow day around here. <laughs> the weekend was not long enough, as they as they say. But um, let's go ahead and do like we normally do on Mondays. It's kind of become a normal for the show. Before we get into anything else, let's go ahead and jump into some football talk real good. Hopefully your team won yesterday. Hopefully you're doing well in fantasy football. We got one more night for this week's fantasy leagues. Mm. See if I can hold on to a couple couple leads I have, get a couple wins. I did get an L yesterday. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> All I needed was Buckner to kiss, kick two more field goals. But anywho, we're not going to talk about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift because I don't give a fuck. Tired of hearing about it. I swear to God, during the pre-shows and everything yesterday, like, it was like a mandatory every two minutes. They had to mention it. Uh, I'm over it. And the Chiefs, let's be honest, they needed the refs to bail them out once again to beat the fucking Jets. The Chiefs are not as good as everybody thinks they are. I'm going to say it. I've been saying it. When they get into a tight game or a close game, the refs always seem to bail them out. It is what it is. The Jets did go down in a very close game. Surprisingly, Zach Wilson had a really good game last yet yeah, last night, in my opinion. Kind of shocked me, and I think shocked a lot of people. But, anywho, that's about all we're going to say about the Chiefs. AFC North, which uh, my Brownies are a part of, and Pittsburgh Steelers and the Bengals, they all fucking suck. The three teams combined only got like 12 points, and then the Ravens, I think had Deshaun Watson been playing yesterday, it would have been a different outcome between the Browns and Ravens. Uh, the defense was out there doing everything they could, but when your offense can't stay on the field, defense is going to get tired and they're going to make mistakes. Uh, rookie quarterback came in and uh, definitely not ready for the big time. But, uh, yeah, what are you going to do? Bengals are a fucking dumpster fire. The Steelers, nobody knows what the fuck is going on with Steelers, and the Ravens are seriously overrated. We got a Monday night game tonight between the Seahawks and Giants. I think the only people that care about that are people who are fans of those two teams. 
Lions continue to shock the NFL world. They continue to get wins and look good doing it, convincing wins, so to say. I'm shocked about that, but I'm happy for the Lions fans because that's a faithful bunch of motherfuckers, y'all, much like us Browns fans. Excuse me. Excuse me. The Bears, Panthers, and Cardinals should probably be euthanized for their own good. <laughs> they can't get out of their own way. I mean, the the Bears had a had a shot to win. How do you blow that lead? But it is what it is. 49ers are out here just dominating on both sides of the field, doing what they're doing and setting records, man. So the Niners are doing what they're doing. They're probably the best team in the league, in my personal opinion. I know a lot of you are going to go, well, I'm a Chiefs fan, and the Chiefs are the best. Or I'm a Bills fan, and the Bills are the best. Well, they're not. I'm going to say on paper and on the field, San Francisco 49ers are the best. And I don't believe that the Miami Dolphins are rated. I think that's a legit squad. Definitely playoff bound this year, uh, despite what happened yesterday between the Bills. That's about it. There's your little recap. I mean, we don't need to. We don't need to beat a dead horse. Uh, college football, the big ones won't continue to win. Michigan dominated. Nebraska. Uh, I think Oregon kind of shocked Utah. USC played with Colorado. Let them get in the game. Let them stay somewhat close after they took a giant lead. Let's be honest. Prime. Nobody cares. Get out of here. Don't get out of here. But. Stop it. You're in Colorado. Calm down. You're not the next coming of Jesus. Uh, Florida is Florida. They suck. Kentucky smacked the shit out of them. Hopefully they'll fall out of the rankings now. Why they were ranked 22 with one loss, I don't know, but it is what it is. Georgia got lucky, ladies and gentlemen. Auburn, we're talking college Saturday. Auburn shook the, almost shook the foundations of college football. Right to the ground, man. That was a good game. I got to catch bits and pieces of it and see some highlights and whatnot like that. Good game. Auburn just just, just a little short. Uh, Texas is continuing to roll. They smacked the shit out of Kansas. Uh, LSU with another L. Mississippi gets them. Get in that ass. Oregon's continue to run. All over everybody. Oklahoma gets another win. Notre Dame, after a disappointing week, comes back with a win over Duke, which like Duke was shocking a lot of people this season. But, uh, again, come up a little short. No surprise, Tennessee beat the hell out of South Carolina. Go Vols, go. And nobody gives a fuck about Alabama except for Alabama fans. Yeah, so there's your college football. We're rolling in. Uh, I think we're uh, – Right in the mix of, uh, of conference play now. Everybody's getting into them conference jitters. Uh, is Georgia going to get beaten? I don't know. Is Texas? Probably not. Georgia's probably not. Uh, as far as the Big Ten goes, Penn State's got me a little worried. I think they're going to beat Ohio State, but it could definitely be an absolute slobber knocker of a game, if you will, between Penn State and Michigan down the road. 
<clears throat> and that's all I got to say about college football. Look at that. Look at that. Quick 10 minutes. I'm going football rant. In and out. <laughs> In and out, baby. Just like that. Um. So we did the show Friday night uh, instead of Saturday this this past week, just because, uh, as most of you guys know, I brought it up and said it. You know, Nikki and I were going out of town. We seem to be doing something every couple weeks anymore. Uh, not complaining about it. Fucking loving it. Getting out, doing things, seeing things, having a good time with her. Um, but this weekend we went to see uh, Jelly Roll, and he had uh, uh, Struggle Jennings with him and L King. They're on his uh, tour. I know Shooter Jennings. <laughs> Don't know much about Struggle. I think I knew one of his songs. Uh, but not a bad game. It wasn't too bad. Uh, L King. I knew one of her songs, and that was from TikTok. Um, well, I guess two because there's one that Nikki really likes. But one thing that I didn't know about L King that I learned this weekend is that she's the daughter of Rob Schneider. I like Rob Schneider. Guy's cool. He's funny as fuck. He's one of those OG SNL alumni members. Um, but uh, she was pretty good. But there was a uh, sold-out crowd, 20,000 freaking people there. And um, Jelly Roll, I was not the biggest fan going into the show. It's more Nikki thing. Uh, leaving the show, definitely a huge fan. Or not a huge fan, but definitely a fan now. Uh, a little bit more respect for, for him and his music. Um, dude truly loves his fans, that's for sure. Dude really loves his fans. And, you know, at any concert when the artist stops singing and stuff like that, and you want to hear, you know, unless the crowd sing. You know, one of his songs, one of his bigger songs, I think he let the crowd do like a verse and a half. And it was loud, man. That was that was an impressive crowd uh, of people. Uh, perfect night for it, too. Oh, my God, it was gorgeous weather for an outdoor concert. Couldn't have been any better, but we had a, we had a, we had a really good time. Uh, but the craziest thing about the whole night, out of twenty thousand people, and of course we're you know we're in the lawn, and when you're in the lawn, you meet new people and you conversate in between acts, or you know before the show starts and this that and the other thing, you just kind of hang out and shoot the shit with whoever's around you. You make new friends. Out of twenty thousand people at this concert. The two people beside us that we start talking to come to find out they're from right down the road. <laughs> and uh, they're going, we're going to Jason Aldean in a couple weeks. Uh, they're going to be at Jason Aldean as well. Uh, and then they're just a couple sections away from us. But uh, um, I was just so wild. Did you get getting the bullshit and just in, in conversation and talking and stuff because we were talking about uh, this is the first time I'd ever been at this outdoor venue and it, it was their first time, you know, up here where I'm from or where I'm at. We used to have the Players Amphitheater um, out in Players. Well, they built this beautiful outdoor concert venue and then some genius decided, well, we're going to put a housing development right behind it. And guess what happened? 
all the fucking snooty McSnoodersons who moved in there, once they moved in, started bitching about the concert venue that they knew was there when they bought the house and decided to live there. So unfortunately, it got shut down. And the outdoor concerts moved to one of the, the soccer stadium and stuff like that. It just wasn't the same vibe, wasn't the same feeling. Um, but uh, we were talking about that and a couple other different things. And uh, just somehow, you know, the topic conversation just came up like, oh, you know, where are you from out there? And around that, and I told him, he was like, they were like, oh, no way, we are too. So, <laughs> so it was pretty cool to randomly meet two strangers and, 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 chit chat and hang out with them for a little bit um, while we were there. Plus, like I said, 20,000 fucking people. What are the damn chances of running into somebody who's literally from right down the road from you? Not only that, but what are the chances of them also being cool? Because <laughs> usually you meet, you know, you never know what, what, what type of people you're going to meet. Um, but they were super cool. They're crazy, though, because they made the two-and-a-half-hour trip from here to there that night and then turned around and drove back. We're like, yeah, no, we got a hotel. <laughs> we had a hotel like 10 minutes down the road. Um, so, because we knew we were wanting to hang out and drink, and then there was two uh, there, was, uh, there was two bars right across, literally right across the street from our hotel. Uh, so we knew we were going to come back from the concert and want to drink and have a few beers and stuff like that. Um, but where we were at, I, I was racking my fucking brain when we were up there. I was like, where in the hell do I know Bath, Ohio? You know, there was something, it was just something that was just driving me crazy. What I, like, I knew something crazy had happened or there was some something kind of crazy about Bath, Ohio. Oh, it's where LeBron James is from. Duh. <laughs> it's a suburb of Cleveland. All right. Well, then that hit me. And I said, yeah, but there was something else. So I continue because something gets in my, you know, I get that earworm or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, I got to jump. I got to figure it out. I'm not going to be happy until I figure it out. Like, like curiosity, I guess you could say, you know, at the end of the day. But, um. So, uh, upon further research and review, uh, I found out that, duh, stupid, that's where Jeffrey Dahmer's from. Born and raised, you know, his childhood, not born and raised, but his, his childhood home uh, is, is in Bath. And I tell Nikki that, <laughs> go to find out. It was like five minutes down the road from uh, from our hotel, so being the weirdos that we are, as as I've told you guys in the past, you know, we like to go to bed to true crime and, and stuff like that. That's what we go to bed to every night. We decided we were going to drive by it. We had heard from a couple of locals that nobody lived there, and it was like, cool, if nobody lives there, I'll, I'll pull in. I want to take a look around. You know, like I want to look around. But somebody does live there. Uh, but still kind of cool to see. She got a, I drove by her extra slow, like a, like a weird creeper. So she think he could get a good picture of it. Um, but then after we got home and we were you know, come to find out, 
houses for sale. And she asked me, she said, would you buy it if we could and live in it? I said, absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. I ain't worried about all that. I said, I love that kind of stuff. You know, we've had that conversation on the show where the guys have asked me, you know, would, would you, would you stay or would you live in a haunted house or, you know, you always see those memes and the memes are like, uh, you have to work third shift in a cemetery and stay in a house in the cemetery. You have to live in the house for a cemetery, but you'll get paid $5 million a year. Would you do it? Fuck. Yeah. First of all, that's $5 million a year. You'd be an idiot to turn that down. Second of all, that shit don't bother me. That's, that'd be, that'd be a cool fucking gig for me. Hanging out in the cemetery, third shift. I don't know what I'd be doing. I mean, I don't know what the job is. I don't know, like security or maintenance or like, what am I, am I fixing headstones on third shift or something? I, I don't fucking know, but yeah, whatever. Offer me a job and a house and $5 million a, a year. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> you know, if I ever, if, if, if there was ever a situation, and I think we've had this conversation on here, where money wasn't an issue, I would absolutely want to buy like haunted properties or or and whether it be houses or abandoned amusement parks or um the strange and the macabre so to say you know like serial killer houses or or, or whatever uh the crazy thing about this house at bath where, where Dahmer grew up at his first kill was in that house uh and the, and he buried the body in the backyard and it was an unsolved case uh until 90, what was it, 91 when Dahmer was caught? It was an unsolved case until he was caught for the cannibalism and the, and the murders in Milwaukee. And um, I think the, it was uh, 79, 78, something like that when it happened. Some, somewhere in that area. Dahmer was only 18. And it was another guy from the area who was also 18 that was trying to hitchhike to, to a nearby town. And Dahmer picked him up and took him back to the house. And he didn't eat him. He just, he just killed him and chopped him up at the house. They buried him in the backyard. That's pretty fucking wow. That's pretty fucking crazy, yo. Like, for real. But to ask me, would I buy the house and live in the house? Hell yeah. It's actually a really cool-looking house. Um, you know, if you guys ever get the opportunity and you want to take a peek at it, go ahead and uh, just just Google the Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's childhood house. Uh, and they actually used it... Um, in the um, My Friend Dahmer movie, I think Austin Ross was in that. Uh, he, he played Dahmer. Um, they actually used it as uh, for filming in, in, in a setting of the movie. So that's also kind of a, a cool thing. You know, a lot of people like to go to um, here in Ohio. Uh, and, and people come from outside of Ohio, but they like to go to the um, Mansfield Reformatory as well. And, you know, Outside of Ohio, what the Mansfield Reformatory, the old the old prison, is most famous for, is being where they shot Shawshank Redemption, uh, or filmed Shawshank Redemption. They also filmed a couple scenes in Tango and Cash. Disturbed filmed like one of their first, one of their first music videos there, um, and it's been used in other movies and stuff like that. But it's also got kind of a dark, twisted history to it. I mean, it's a it's a it's a prison. All prisons have bad juju there. 
but it's still a cool place to go to. Um, <laughs> Nikki's dad, <laughs> Nikki's dad said about we said we should buy the house and turn it into a bed and breakfast, <laughs> which is my kind of level of twisted. If you if you want to be you know, let's be honest, uh, that would be kind of crazy to turn Dahmer's house into a bread and a bed and breakfast. Uh, stay for breakfast. You're invited for breakfast. <laughs> but, um, anywho, uh, no, that's just, that's just one of those, I, I'm, I'm weird like that. You guys know I'm weird like that. Hell, we've talked about it on the show. You know, I'm into like the true crime and, and the paranormal and, and everything like that. I should actually take advantage of that on Mondays. Uh, since I typically do the show by myself, but that might be changing very soon. Um, everything seems to be going good for uh, our good buddy, our good buddy Connor. Everything seems to be going pretty good and moving in the right direction for him, and he's getting things squared away and taken care of, and uh, you know, which is good for him because you know things are working out in his favor, and. Uh, Hopefully they'll be moving soon, and when they get all moved and everything like that, he said uh, he'll be back. He'll be back. So, but um, in the meantime, like I said, I could totally take advantage of the fact that I'm here alone on Mondays and kind of do my own my own thing. But <laughs> gotta find time for research, which is um, not always the easiest thing in the world to do. Finding free time, uh, especially um, you know nowadays, because it's stay pretty damn busy between work and the show, and and then on the weekends it seems like um, we're always doing something on the weekends. And again, I'm not mad at it. I, I'm I'm thankful for it. I'm enjoying it. Uh, yeah, finally having a partner that likes to do stuff. <laughs> And enjoy some of the same things that I enjoy. And even if, like, you know, like Saturday night after the concert, I think she thanked me like three times for going with her. And it was like, why would I go with you? And she's like, well, I know not your cup of tea. You don't really like that, you know, like like those artists or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't mean I'm not going to go with you. It's your thing. Um, of course, I, you know, of course I want to go. I, you know, I like seeing, I like seeing her happy and having fun. And she did. Man, she had an absolute ball she was singing every damn song she was dancing <laughs> she she was having fun and that's all that oh you know that, for me that's all that mattered at the end of the day was that she enjoyed herself and nikki had a good time and she did so uh looking forward our next adventure is coming up in a couple weeks going to see my guy jason Aldean. cannot freaking wait because that's going to be awesome that's going to be awesome. He's on my bucket list of uh, artists and stuff that I want to see. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing Jason Aldean. Um, probably listening to a lot of his music just because <laughs> in, the, in the next couple weeks. Just just because. Um, well, why not? But uh anyway. I'm just over here, just kind of rambling and ranting and raving. 
Why? Because I can. Because I can. Because it's my show. I do, however, need to get... Um, I apologize to you guys who listen to the replays and look forward to the replays. I am so far behind, but I will have them all caught up by this weekend. I'm going to work on them a little bit each day. Uh, so I'm not throwing up six new episodes on one day. Uh, I don't know how far I'm going to get. Um, but I want to get those all caught up. I'm like, uh, seven episodes behind oopsies <laughs> but um you know i do what i do want to get those all caught up and uh get those get those posted so so our replay listeners can uh, can listen to them shout out to our new listeners um that's really cool uh, i like seeing the you know, the numbers come up on the replays and stuff. People are listening on the different platforms, and that's really cool that you guys are listening. Hopefully, y'all are enjoying what we're doing. We're just trying to have a little bit of fun at the end of the day. Um, speaking of, so I don't know if you guys remember, um, last year, uh, yeah, last year, uh, beginning part of this year, a magazine, Voyager Ohio, had reached out and um, asked if I would be interested in in, in doing an interview. Uh, now, what I didn't realize until after the fact, and it wasn't so much a or until during, it wasn't so much an interview about the podcast per se more me and i was like man i really wish i could have a redo but it was definitely a learning experience and a really cool freaking experience to be interviewed um obviously uh, so, you know uh, a real cool honor but uh today a different publication reached out and they do want to do um, a feature or an article or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. I don't know the lingo uh, on the show, uh, on on the podcast, um, what we do, what it's about, you know, kind of thing. Um, I'm going to try to get Jeff involved. I don't know how well that's going to work, but um, I, I think that's a I think that's a really cool thing. Um, that shows, <laughs> for me anyways, outside of doing the show and, and, and recording live shows, all the hard work that I've put in, or the amount of work, I don't know if you really want to call it hard work or whatever, it's starting to pay off a little bit. And that's just kind of cool um, that we're getting noticed and, and, and getting recognized. It's kind of surprising too, because we are a different breed around here. <laughs> that is, that is for sure. But thank you guys for listening. Uh, it was kind of my roundabout long ass version of me saying, shout out to you guys who listen to the show and, and anybody who shares the show or whatever, because 
you know, those numbers are what's going to catch people's attention. You know what I mean? Uh, and, 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 and opportunities are going to pop up. And, and a lot of that, you know, not only, obviously, the good majority of it goes to us because we're the ones who do the show. But, it, you know, we wouldn't be able to do the show if you guys weren't listening and, and uh, hanging out and enjoying it or, you know, whatever the case may be. Cheers to you and cheers to us, I guess, me, them. So I got to work on that in the uh, upcoming <laughs> week or so. Um, I promise it'll be better this time. I had no idea what I was doing, and I'm not very good with uh, written word. Um, so I got that first one under the belt. I think this one will be a little bit better article. I'll be able to have a little bit more fun with it. I feel a little bit more comfortable. And uh, kind of uh, at ease. Click, why are you so nervous about doing an interview? You fucking talk all the time. <laughs> I don't like being put on the spotlight, damn it. <laughs> There's no spotlight here. It's just doing what we do, chit-chatting and bullshitting and all that stuff. But nonetheless, still really cool. And, and, and again, another honor. Um, a little, another little achievement, I guess you can say. I don't know. <laughs> I still can't figure it out because I listen to this show from time to time. And go, these, God, these guys are assholes. Oh, wait, that's me and Jeff. <laughs> these guys fucking suck. What are they doing? Ah. Ah, anyhow, um, catch the replay, um, or between now and Wednesday, uh, have a new idea, um, for um, Wednesday's show. I wanted to start doing it once a week. Um, took a little bit of a of a more serious uh, turn. Just for a few minutes. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it, but I want to do it every week. Um, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a really... Um, you guys will get to see a different side of, of, of the members of the show. But it's not just for us. It's for it's for you guys as well. Um, it's also a way to where hopefully um, we can encourage our listeners or viewers or followers, uh, friends, whatever, that listen to the show um to get a little bit more interactive in the show um and and trying to word it properly without completely giving it away you know what i mean i gotta give you guys i gotta give you guys something to to to, to anticipate and look forward to outside of um just jeff and i rambling for <laughs> four or five hours however you never know when we're gonna hit gold i mean like you know, Saturday or Friday night, man, the, the whole, uh, well, apparently Jeff's going to be creeping aliens and I'm going to be hanging out and getting drunk with him, but I did make a new friend. Uh, I can't wait to actually meet him in real life, Sir Pussy or Pussoa <laughs> or Pussay. <laughs> My alien friend. 
Um, I have been dubbed not just the champ. I am now the intergalactical champ or intergalactic champ, whatever the case may be. Um, we stumble on genius every once in a while. <laughs> but um, I think this is I think this is going to be a really cool segment. Um, we've done some segments in the past, and we've had good and we've had fun with them, and and. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you, you kind of learn when a segment's ran its course. Uh, like our starting five, our top five, whatever whatever you want to call it, uh, even though it got ripped off and completely fucking bastardized. Um, we had a lot of fun with it, but it ran its course. You're goddamn right, Tony D. Intergalactic champion. That's how I gets down. What you doing, bud? Huh? You need you can use our bathroom. I don't think anybody's in there. There's Nikki out on the out on the couch. Yeah. Yeah, nobody's in our bathroom. <laughs> the damn sister's been in the bathroom for the last hour and a half. And poor kitty comes in here going to <laughs> we got all the bathroom. Get in there, buddy. But um, no, uh, Wednesday, and and I think that this this new segment is going to be even better when we have uh, a bigger uh, a bigger panel, bigger group, uh, more mics. Um, but it's going to be a, something that Jeff and I can start. And, hey, we turn that light off uh, where the sink is, please. That's the toilet. That light right where you're at. That light right where you're at. <laughs> Good job. What day is it? What are you doing? I'm Oh, I'm not. No, that's on Facebook. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to put it on? No, I took it off. Oh, it doesn't work. So? It needs batteries. Doesn't need batteries. Cool. You in for the night? Uh, you tell me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Should bring all your toys and and your bike. Don't don't leave them on the porch. Whenever you're sitting to Jeep. Get your spelling words out. Your new ones. Sorry, I gotta be a dad for a second, guys. Okay, uh yes. Here, hold on a second. Take this with you. After I do this, can I have a snack? Yes, on the back side, right here. What's your? You want to use pen or you want a pencil? Pen. All right, use them. Write them three times, like you did before, and then yeah, you can have a snack. Anyways, <laughs> sorry about that. Real life, y'all. Real life. Yeah, no. Still just uh, just because, you know, we do a show a couple times a week, three times a week, whatever the case may be. Um, still got to be a dad, first and foremost. So, so sometimes you get to hear real life in this, po in this podcast, but it is what it is, you know. 
Um, basically, everybody who's had some part in this show, been on this show, uh, in one form or another, is a parent. So we told you, know, if you're not a parent, you might not get it. But if you're a parent, you probably understand. Um, there are no breaks. Well, for some, for, for some parents get breaks, but do they really get to be called parents? <laughs> and even when the kids aren't here, I'm still twenty four seven dad. Just you know, because you never know what could, you never know what could happen. Kids are crazy, man. You never know what they're gonna get into. Never know what they're gonna fucking do. Uh, so you gotta you gotta be ready. Much like retirement, man, counting down them days for the kids to grow up. And, uh, you know, I don't want them to grow up, but you know, there's part of me that don't want them to grow up, but there's also a part of me that uh, can't wait for them to grow up. And, you know, fortunately for me, I'll still be young-ish when all the kids graduate high school. And, you know, I'll be able to do random-ass things. That, that that What is that? What is that called? Dumb. Oh shit! What is that called when when the kids all grow up and then they move out? Um, what is it? What is it? Uh, empty ne empty nesting? Em is that what it is? Empty nesting? Something like that? Um, <laughs> poor Nikki. <laughs> her boys are all grown. Or both of her boys are grown, and she was doing her thing, and then we start dating. I'm like, oh yeah, by the way, yeah, <laughs> uh, got three kids under eighteen and still in school. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> but now there's uh there's a part of me that's looking forward to that, and there's a part of me that's not looking forward to it. But uh, yeah, as parents, we never want our kids to grow up. Like my son's at that super cool age right now. <laughs> where, where the girls they 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 hate me most days, but now yeah, what are you gonna do? Teenagers. But my son's at that super cool age right now where most days he likes me, most days he doesn't mind hanging out around me or even just chit-chatting with me, I try to talk to the girls, and I get a lot of, eh, yeah, mm, whatever. Except for the oldest one, where if I'm not getting those reactions, it's literally, and it's drama. I just have to zone out. <laughs> catatonic state if you will but being a dad has been really cool i'm not gonna lie it's uh it's been a real cool gig at the end of the day um i think being a parent in general is a pretty good gig you know if you if if you wanted to be a parent, you know, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Like, I'm not a trained professional. I'm not really even the smartest man on the in in, in the world. I, you know, I'm probably low tier dumb people. I don't try to convince people one way or another about things. I just like to talk about what I enjoy. You know, what I like. You know, what I know. 
opinion opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one and yours stinks. <laughs> anywho, anywho. I would have liked to say I had shit planned for tonight. I really don't. Just kind of hanging out, shooting the shit. I might dive into some of these haunted houses after the first break. Uh, just a just just a little topic of conversation, um, because it's it's, it's October second, y'all. And as I was reminded today, it's eight days away from my birthday. Um, to which I had no idea. I honestly, I had no idea. I don't even. I. I my birthday has been just another day for so many years that I I don't even really pay attention to it, or you know, I'm you know I might get a couple happy birthdays or whatever on Facebook and stuff like that. I'm like, oh yeah, it's my birthday. All right, keep on going. Um, but I was reminded today that next Tuesday is my birthday. I'll be 22, y'all. 20 damn two years old. I'm getting old. I said 22, yes. 2-2. Two, two. Double deuce. One shy of the number 23 that Christian McCaffrey wears on his football jersey. But he's out there setting records and doing his thing. But, um, anywho, did have. Oh, speaking of football yesterday, I totally meant to bring this up and I totally fucking forgot. Um, and it has nothing to do with goddamn Taylor Swizzle and Travis Kelsey. But two things happened yesterday. I totally forgot. I meant to bring this up earlier when I was talking about football. My bad. I apologize. We're going to dive back into that football conversation for just a second, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't mind. The Pittsburgh Steelers, for the second week in a row, had plane issues. Their flight out of Houston back to Pittsburgh, was delayed for mechanical problems. Tony D, you're a plane mechanic. <laughs> like the, uh, your, uh, your expertise on that, your input on that. Um, Y'all remember you know, several years back, and it's been a hot minute, when Robert Kraft bought, bought a uh, private plane uh, for the New England Patriots and um, you know, completely customized it so everybody was comfortable in their seats. And, you know, football players are big dudes, you know, make sure seats are big enough, comfortable enough, this, that, and the other thing. Um, But this is the second week in a row, man. I think it's about time for Steelers owners group uh, organization, Roonies or whatever, to come up off their paycheck or off their uh, checkbook and uh, maybe buy a new, uh, buy the team their own personal uh, plane. And that's the other thing. It's 2023. Why do these teams not have their own personal planes? 
Um, Nikki and I were talking about it yesterday, and I was like, man, if I was a Steelers, if I was a member of the Steelers organization, football player, coach, whatever, I would be getting a little worried that we're close to, you know, the potential we are Marshall, you know, Buddy Holly and, and company, Leonard Skinner, um, third time's a charm, plane crash, and the while you're above the fucking Atlantic or some shit. I don't know why they'd be above the Atlantic, but nonetheless, you know what I mean. I, a fucking deep dive into the Grand Canyon. That shit would be getting a little bit nerve-wracking for me as a player or a coach or some shit, some form of the staff, that two weeks in a row they had issues with the plane. I'm not conspiracy guy, but if I was... <laughs> I would say something seems a little bit off here. Just saying. Um, what the hell? Oh, what the hell? Uh, not only that, but outside of the Steelers and their and their their plane troubles for the second week in a row. Um. More on a good, you know, like a, a good feeling, uh, feel good story, whatever. We all remember what happened last season to DeMar Hamlin uh, of the Buffalo Bills. He took that hit in the chest. And uh, let's be honest, you know, without sugarcoating, the young man died on the field. Uh, they were, you know, obviously he came back. They were able to bring him back. Um, but yesterday he got to suit up for the first time since and got to play. And that was really cool that despite everything that happened, he got to come back and play. And and, and much like the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, unfortunately not the same outcome, but much, much like the Pittsburgh Steelers several years back, uh, Ryan Shazier had that injury and, 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 you know, thank God the, He's he's walking and mobile and stuff like that again, but the the Pittsburgh organization, the, the Pittsburgh family, they took care of Ryan Shazier and 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 it was that was one of the highlights for me. Uh, when, a couple of weeks back when we went to the Browns uh, Steelers Monday night game, Shazier came out of the uh, came out of the uh, locker room area, which was just below where we were sitting. Um, he came out with his wife and wife and little one and it was really cool to see him on the sidelines seeing the Steelers still support him seeing the Steelers organization take care of him um and keeping him a part of the family but um so in the same regard shout out to Buffalo shout out to the Bills organization the Bills team the Bills mafia you know with with this situation with DeMar Hamlin and, and making sure that he's healthy, making sure he's right, making sure he's good to go, and getting to see this young man back on the field again, doing what he loves, playing football. And, and hopefully, no more incidents. Hopefully, hopefully, there's no residual effect or or, or anything like that. Um, and nothing happens to him anymore. And they're, I'm sure they're doing everything they can to monitor him and keep an eye on him and everything like that. But hopefully, he can continue to play. So, big shout out to. Tamar Hamlin getting out there back on the field, man, doing what you love. 
salute to you. And like I said, Bill's Bill's organization as well. Because uh, after seeing what happened to him last season, really did not think that uh, he would uh, be back on the field. And certainly wouldn't blame him. Cert- certainly would not blame him if he, if he wasn't at the end of the day, considering. But um, really cool at the end of the day. Can't believe I forgot about those two things when I was talking football. <laughs> I had them saved and everything. I had them saved and locked and loaded and everything. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it might be it might be a uh, about time. Steelers just uh, get their piggy banks out and uh, buy a, buy a private jet or bri- private private plane or something. I don't know, but you know, you're getting these charter you're you're getting these charter planes and uh, twice now you've been hit with the okie doke. Something is a little fishy in the air, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just saying. And I continue to want to go ahead and toot my horn while we're talking about football. I told you guys last Monday that um, Travis Kelsey would have the number one jersey in sales by the time we came back to tonight's show, and uh, that prophecy came true uh, before Wednesday. <laughs> Sorry, I said I wasn't going to talk about Kelsey and Swizzle. I think they've called themselves Trailer Romance. <laughs> you can't make that shit up. Goddamn Trailer Romance. Trailer Park Romance, baby and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what I'm talking about. Goddamn. God damn. <laughs> Although I did hear somebody say that, that she was entering her Jessica Simpson era because um, when uh, Jessica Simpson started dating Tony Romo and the, and the Cowboys went to hell and back, you know, basically went to hell in a handbag, they blamed her for it. So, get ready, Swizzle. They're going to get you. When the Chiefs start to tank. Personally, I will love it. I will love it, love it, love it when it happens. That's just because I don't like the Chiefs. <laughs> Can't stand the Chiefs. Anywho, let's go ahead and get ready to take ourselves a real quick break. But before we go to break, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to uh, take a second to tell you about our good friends over at W. Energy, are you tired, A, of expensive, overpriced energy drinks? Because let's be honest, they are. Are you done? There's your watch. Don't leave it in here. Go put it on your dresser. My paperwork is yours. Huh? My paperwork is yours. Uh, Fossil. I have a Rolex. You have a Rolex. Good on you. Big baller. I don't even know what's 
I think it's uh, Casino. Casino, Casino, something like that. Let's see if we can get you a battery for it. I might have a screwdriver that's small enough to take the screws out. Let's see if we can get you a battery for it. I'll have to look for my little screwdriver. Uh, let's not hit me in the head. <laughs> Anywho, as I was saying, are you guys tired of overpriced energy drinks? Are you tired of said energy drinks leaving you feeling all jittery? And let's not forget about that 100-mile crash into a wall about an hour or so after you drink one, making you drink another one. Well, I got the answer for you. Let's see our good friends at W Energy over at W.GG. All kinds of good flavors. There's no jitters, no crash. Definitely a hell of a lot cheaper at the end of the day. But if you use our promo code Words Are Hard, it's going to be even cheaper for you. So head on over to W.GG. Place your order before you pay. Use promo code Words Are Hard. Enjoy being energized and focused for the day. And look, Jeff works so hard. I got this little video for you, too. Hell yeah. I got to give props for props because you did a really good job on that damn video. I ain't even lying. That was all Jeff, too, ladies and gentlemen. Go Bucks. This is why you have no friends. Who says go Bucks? <laughs> yeah, I got to give I gotta give Jeff props for that. He did make that video, and he is really proud of himself. What's going on, Jake Dunn? Uh, we'll be back here in just a few minutes. Uh, we're going to do take a little breaky break here. A little breaky break here. Let's um, let's do a little Matt James tonight, shall we? Let's do, got a little Matt James way too strong. Matt James, lead singer of Blacktop Mojo. He's got his, I don't know if it's his debut solo. He's got a solo album coming out. This is one of the songs off of it. He's also... I think he's doing the solo tour gig right now. Go ahead and check out Matt James and Blacktop Mojo on all social media, wherever you stream music, at Matt James or at Blacktop Mojo. Go show the guys some love. Let them know we sent you and enjoy the music. Matt James way too strong. We'll be right back here in just a few minutes. Frames from all I yesterdays days spread out on the floor a movie I can't watch no more. Happy I stood through a man that once used to greet the sun, but now no one is here. I keep tearing out these photographs. It's the only thing that I am 
Sir, what a fucking kick ass song right there. Do you enjoy me some Black Top Mojo and Matt James? You guys know that. I don't have to tell you that. If you've been listening to the song long or the show long enough, you guys are one of my favorite bands. Matt could literally sing the phone book and I'd be happy as could be. <laughs> and he has <clears throat> on his, um, on his TikTok page, I think maybe it was a reel as well. But uh, <laughs> my guy was singing the damn uh, phone book. Just routing it out, man. Uh, anywho, welcome back to Nonsensical Nonsense, everybody. It's Monday. I'm hanging out, doing the thing by myself, the, the, the Glick Show slash Nonsensical Nonsense, whatever you want to call it, at the end of the day. Oh, if you're not already, go ahead and check out them socials, Facebook, Instagram, X, and TikTok. Hang out with us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday on YouTube and Facebook Live, doing our thing. If you guys want to get in the chatters box and chime in and add your two cents, you're always more than welcome to. We do encourage it, and we appreciate it when you guys take part in the show. We try to keep you guys involved as much as we possibly can at the end of the day. And if you can't join us live or you miss a live show, and you, or if you just enjoy listening to us in the car or if you're a truck driver or whatever the case may be, well, you're in luck because you can literally listen to us anytime, anyplace on Zencaster, Spotify, and everywhere you listen to podcasts at all at Nonsensical Nonsense Podcast. Go ahead and give us a follow. Give us a listen, and if you'd be so kind, uh, give us a share. Tell a friend. We greatly appreciate that. Or if you want to, to make it really super easy, go to bio.link slash nonsensical nonsense. That's going to give you all our links to all the socials, all the podcasting platforms that we're on. And 
links to our sponsors like Dubby and Liquid IV. And if you're a fellow podcaster and you're looking for a, 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 a platform or a format for uh, doing your show, distrib- distributing or distributing your show, words are hard. You're going to get links to those right there. Always remember, use the promo code words are hard and save you some money and enjoy those products like we do. Well, I do. <laughs> I can't vouch for the other guys. Um, so far, I think uh, I'm the only one who's really tried uh, everything, obviously. But um, anywho, anywho, let's um, let's uh, let's 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 dive into a little bit of news, shall we, ladies and gentlemen? Shall we? Shall we do that? Um, lots of um, lots of weird shit going on in the news. A lot of graping and and schmexual small. I don't want to get into that, but check this out. Davion or Davian Davion, I don't know. Uh, Kimbro, who is only 13 years old, becomes the youngest player to make an, a North American pro soccer debut. How about that? That's pretty fucking cool. Uh, Sacramento, California, um, the uh, Sacramento Republic FC uh, football club forward, uh, Kimbro made history on Sunday, becoming the youngest North American soccer player to make a professional debut. Kimbrough at 13 years, 7 months, 13 days, entered Sunday's match in the 87th minute of the squad's 2-0. I think it's, what, 2-0? I don't know. Well, they say something weird with soccer. Uh, Victory against the Las Vegas Lights. Uh, Kimbrough signed himself that contract in August to become the uh, youngest North American player turned pro. The record was previous held, previously held by uh, Maximo Carrizo, who made his debut for New York City FC at 14. 14 years, 4 months, 26 days uh, last year. According to KTXL TV, the USL record was held by Axel Key. Who debuted for the Real Monarchs SLC at age 13, nine months, blah, blah, blah. Freddie Adu did it at 14 when he appeared for the DC United. And Bayern Munich's Alfonso Davies holds the USL championship record for youngest. Goal scorer at 15 years, six months, 13 days, according to the cable news sport outlet. So, so big up on these kids, man. A lot of kids, a lot of kids doing big things, making pro debuts, man. Playing in the pros. That's only soccer. I understand. Let's not get, <laughs> not get work. But no, I'm just kidding. Big ups to those kids. Uh, and big ups to uh, that young man, uh, Kimbrough. What up? What time are we going to be at home tomorrow? Probably after we get home and I get changed and everything like that. And we'll come back. Nikki will make dinner. And we're going to watch Nightmare on Elm Street. Stop. Freaking weirdo. Go get in the shower or something. Um. And other good news. I don't know if you guys have 
followed this story or heard anything about this story, um, there was a uh, there was a a little girl who went missing Saturday in New York, uh, Charlotte Cena. I hope I said your guys' last name right. Um, she went missing last, uh, Saturday at a uh, New York State Park and has been found. Uh, as of uh, this, this, this is breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. It just came out uh, maybe 15 minutes ago. Uh, she has been found safe. Police said Monday a suspect is in custody. The New York State Police released a statement updating the status of Charlotte Cena, the nine-year-old girl who went missing on Saturday. Uh, Charlotte has been located and in good health. A suspect is in custody. What up, man? What's going on, Bubba? Feel free to pop in if you want. Let me know. Uh, New York Governor uh, Kathy uh, Hochul, or whatever her name is, said in a statement that officials were overjoyed, overjoyed to find Senna safe. Uh, our hearts are with the family as they welcome her home. Thank you to the New York State Police, the New York Police, and all who work tirelessly to find Charlotte. It is because of their efforts that Charlotte will be able to return home safe to her family. The uh, The uh, New York State Police issued a statement Monday evening confirming that uh, Charlotte had been found and that more information will be released later. Uh, the newspaper Times Union cited anonymous sources said that the suspect allegedly left a note at the home of Charlotte's parents. The suspect allegedly has a criminal history that includes sexual abuse. Uh Police allegedly raided a residence in the Milton or in Milton uh, Monday evening, located about 13 miles of Charlotte's residence in Porter's Corner. So, at the end of the day, feel good story. This this little girl, um, unfortunately, who was kidnapped from the state park, is home, safe, sound, unharmed, which is good. Because, God damn it, in today's age, or in today's age, um, in today's world, way too many bad things are happening to our kids, and, and nobody likes that. I, you know, we wish that. I, I, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rephrase that. Myself, personally, I wish there were stiffer penalties um, and, 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 and harsher punishments for people who harm kids. You know, let's be honest, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to agree with that. Um, but in this situation, back home with her parents and her family, and that's awesome. What's going on, Brian? Uh, uh, yeah, dude, I'm always happy when the Steelers lose and the Bengals lose. But <laughs> as I said at the beginning of the show, the AFC North looked like ash yesterday. The Steelers, Browns, and and Bengals combined scored 12 full. 12 goddamn points. Um, I still believe that if Watson was playing yesterday, different outcome of the game. No disrespect on DTR, but he's not ready for the big leagues. He needs a little bit more time to develop. He was rushed. He was hurried. He was making bad plays. He was making bad decisions. And that was not the DTR we've seen in preseason. So hopefully with the bye week this week 
And coming back, Deshaun Watson will be back. Unfortunately, week six, we have the San Francisco 49ers. So we got that buzzsaw to contain with. But, yes, I was extremely happy that the Steelers lost. And I was extremely happy that the dumpster fire known as the Cincinnati Bengals is still dumpster firing. Yeah, yeah, but you're 0-4 in nonsensical nonsense league. How does that happen? I'm 2-2 two two in Belt Kings. About to be 2-2 two because two, I beat the breaks off of Smoke. But, you know, let's be honest, Smoke isn't playing, so he's going to be an easy win for everybody. Um, And I am maybe I got a little bit of a cushion on, on, on golf. And we both have players playing tonight, so <laughs> sheesh. Maybe I'm gonna go. Maybe I'm gonna go and extend my my lead, or extend my record to four and zero in the uh, in the uh, nonsensical nonsense league. And I'm two and two in my league. Fucking that goddamn! If Bucker would have kicked one more field goal. One more field goal, I would have won by less than a point. Maybe two more field goals. If I would have fucking not started Cleveland Browns yesterday and put other people in, I would have got a nice safe win, went three and one in my league, but I'm going to be two and two. Not bad because my league's tough. My league that I've had for the last few years is actually a tough league. Most people finish the season right at 500 or Nobody's really running away in the league this year. We got a couple four nos, but but anything. Don't worry, Sauce Gardner. We all know it wasn't a holding call. We all know that you guys were putting Kansas City to the test and they needed their 12th man to save him last night. Yeah, that's the kick in the dick. That is the kick in the dick. When you when you know you have a good squad, um, which, like, I have a really good squad in Tony's League, uh, but, uh, what are you going to do when there's no performance? At the end of the day. Got to perform, man. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. That's a problem in my league. I'm very – my and everybody's teams are very inconsistent. But – um Um, now what, what do you, what do you, what are you going to do <laughs> at the end of the day? What the hell is that goddamn, it's just going to be a real quick, brief one. Just wanted to kind of touch on it for a second and now cannot find it. 
There it is. Back-to-back weeks, I started the defense. because it's, <laughs> Yeah, that's a kick in the dick, man. I, I think uh, the Texans are, I, you know, they're not going to be, uh, I think they'll be a mediocre team, but they're starting to gel, um, you know, which is a good sign for you guys. Uh, in other sports news, uh, unfortunately, this past weekend, or um, Red Sox, great, passed away. Uh, Tim Wakefield, 57 years old. But the Red Sox uh, said they're going to retire his uh, retire his jersey. Or sources say that they may retire his jersey. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, Tim Wakefield passed away um, this weekend. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm over here thinking I got the number one defense in the league with the Cleveland Browns. And, you know, they got gassed yesterday and got – they got gassed and gashed, man. Um, offense wasn't performing, so – Still had a big day. I mean, they still – you could tell when they were starting to get tired. But when your defense is on the field for, like, twice as long as your offense, it's going to take its toll. <laughs> uh I don't know if you guys got your tickets for the Powerball. Hopefully you did. It's up to $1.04 billion. That's billions with a B, ladies and gentlemen. Billions with a B. Um, I got mines. <laughs> I look at it this way. If I lose, I'm out 10 bucks. If I win, I turn 10 bucks into a of money. A $478.2 million investment. <laughs> So that's a hell of an investment right there, ladies and gentlemen. I don't give a damn what you're saying. Uh, do I think I'm going to win? No, but it's still fun to get involved and, and have a little bit of an excitement around it. Um, I think that's, I, yeah. But no, I don't think there's a snowball's chance in hell. I have a better chance of making it into to heaven than I have of winning the lot of the damn Powerball, the damn lottery. <laughs> But if I do hit the lottery, I will definitely do some things to um, maybe earn some brownie points and maybe get inside twice a week for an hour or two at a time. <laughs> it definitely could be a lot of charity work done in my uh, on my end. Um, but uh, it's 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 up there, man. It seems like every time we turn around, um, you know, the jackpots keep getting bigger and bigger. They're uh, record setting uh, every 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 couple times. So you can't win if you don't play. You know what I mean? It's like uh, seeing a pretty girl at the bar and not uh, 
you're not shooting your shot. You never know. Or, uh, I don't know, missing out on a deal of a lifetime because you're, you're afraid to take that initial step. Damn, you are not very good. That says a lot about Tony's league. <laughs> that says a lot about Belt Kings football. I'm just saying. I'm two and two, two and two, two and two, four and oh, three and one. They're pretty consistent. But outside of um, outside of the NFL, all my fantasy all my fantasy teams are on uh, the ESPN. I really like ESPN over NFL fantasy. Um, the ESPN fantasy um, is a lot more user friendly, a lot more detailed. It gives you a lot more um, interaction with the league if you're not the commissioner. You can see a lot more things um, with the scoreboard and who's doing what. And, and like, my league is four years old, so I can go back. Four or five years old, I can go back. And everybody can go back and look and see records. And this is. Well, well, I don't know. Wow. Well, all right. Well, don't act like you weren't just in there for two hours. Well, I have to pee. Okay, well, your brother's so taking you a shot. I know. Go ahead. You don't have to make it into a Broadway fucking... Huh? Just go to the bathroom. <laughs> Good Lord. I don't know anything about the creator other than the fact they keep putting those weird-ass fucking AI robots in fucking stadiums and on the red carpet and and, and at award shows and everything else. I don't know what the hell I don't know what the hell's going on. Um but yeah, I like I like ESPN over NFL. There's a lot more user friendliness to it and a lot more um things you can do and and and, and be more active with it. Uh NFL is very basic cut and dry. I mean, if you're not the commissioner, you really can't do a whole lot or see a whole lot. Um, so I think Golf Hawks 4 0 too. But um, don't let those 4 0 starts or anything like that fool you. I went, um, I started a season 12 and 0. I wound up fourth. <laughs> That was a real kick in the fucking dick. But this week I get my boy back. I get Cooper Cup back. I haven't had him all season. I get him back, and I got his uh, counterpart, Puka. <laughs> What's his name? Puka Nuku or whatever. Yeah. We're going to be 4-0, Especially because it's kind of a slap in the face. <laughs> Suck it, golf. <laughs> um, 
I'm actually going against Gullpock this week, so I'll be happy to hopefully, like I said, they, oh, we, 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 we both have um, guys playing tonight. He's got. Uh, I've got a 13 point lead. Uh, He's got Walker and I've got Waller. So. <laughs> Golf's two and one right now. I'm about to beat his other team. They're one and two. Three and oh, two and one. Tony's two and one. Golf is two and one. Jeff is one and two. Unfortunately, he's about to be one and three. And then there's Brian. I just kind of I drafted the best the best uh, the fact that I'm two and or, or two and two it blows my mind because I drafted the best class it's just uh, performance is not there matchup Week five. No, I got uh, I got Cam next week. Oh no, you said week eight. I got Cam next week. I got uh, I got uh, rehab in six. Ted and seven. That'll be an easy win. You and eight. I hope you're still undefeated in week eight. I hope you're eight and oh. And then you come up against this fucking buzz stall. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I just go week to week. I don't. I don't look too forward. I don't look too far ahead. Um, I just kind of go week to week and try to make adjustments. And like I said, it. <laughs> and then you'll get you. Better watch out in nonsensical nonsense. That's all I got to say. And then, uh, hell, or like this week, you know, I didn't realize until. Sunday afternoon that Watson wasn't playing and we were on our way back from jelly roll and I was driving and I just didn't have time to, to move players around. I expected more out of DTR. I thought I was going to be all right. And, uh, you know, the only downside is, is I don't have a fucking running back in that goddamn league either. I, you know, I, I've got Barkley and he was injured. So I, the best running back I could find, or who I thought was was Cream Hunt, and I have Cam Akers, but I should have started Cam Akers, and that would have given me the extra points I needed to beat her, uh, beat beat who I'm playing. And had I not started Amari Cooper and started Hollywood Brown, nah, you know it's 
It's a roll of the dice, man. It's a flip of the coin some weekends. I'm just going to win the NSN uh, league, and then I'll have to buy myself a prize bet. <laughs> It's rigged. Is it though? Is it? I gotta look and see when the trade deadline is. Might try to make some moves. But anywho, I'm trying to put together a football show, but the guy who wants to do it with me is not making it very easy for scheduling. Um, we want to do college, NFL, and fantasy football, but he's not making it easy. <laughs> Damn him. Nope. Damn him straight to hell. Why would the Titans send Tannehill to the Jets? And it's not going to happen this season. Maybe next season. And that's only if the Jets really fucking tank and they've got like an early first round pick and maybe the Titans are thinking of picking up like Caleb Williams or some shit or JJ. I don't know if JJ's going to the... Yeah, JJ's... I think JJ's eligible for the draft this year. Uh... Plus, again, Rodgers will be back next season. And maybe they'll get a full quarter of play out of him. <laughs> maybe. Do not know. But maybe. Yeah, but I don't think Tennessee is going to move away from him, not unless they've got other plans or other ideas. Um, like Tennessee is saying oh this I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, because they would definitely have to have something uh, cooked up and ready to go or some other plans or something. I, I mean, it would be weird for Tennessee to drift away from Tannehill. Um, and especially because 
the guy has been a starter for so long. What's he going to do? Go 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 play back up to Aaron Rodgers? Because Rodgers seems to think he's going to be back next year. He said he's coming back next year. If not, what a what a fucking Jets move! Such a such a Jets thing to do. Fucking sign a guy and give him that. Give him the money that they gave him, and then dude, please fucking sixty seconds. But what the hell do I know? Well, hell, I thought Ted Hicks was going live tonight. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not. But um. Something I wanted to get into. Right, you're already doing a football show. Otherwise, I'd invite you to do the one that I'm trying to start. We can get a time and if we can get a time and day lockdown. Jesus Christ, Lord have mercy. <laughs> we just can't literally spend all week talking football. And it's like, let's do a show. Yeah, man, I'm in. All right, well, let's do it. Uh, I can't lock him in on a day and time. <laughs> what? Okay, this is some crazy-ass shit. Um, right here in Ohio, speaking of football, let's talk a little high school football. So uh, a, a high school football coach was forced to resign, and he said no ill will. But an Ohio school, uh, an Ohio high school football coach said he was forced to resign by his school district and intended no harm to opposing players after he and his team reportedly used Nazi as a game call um, in a September 22nd match. Hopefully they get into this. We're going we're gonna to dive into this world. But early reaction is, hey, first and foremost, why? That don't make no fucking sense. Second of all, actually, <laughs> I'm not going to say that, but <laughs> anyways, um, the Associated Press in an interview with, uh, in an interview with the Associated Press, uh, Thursday, former Brooklyn high school coach Tim McFarland said he never meant any offense by using the term and that it didn't even occur to him that it would be taken as anti-Semitic. But the team's use of the word of Nazi has been largely criticized as such, especially given that the players were called during a game against Beachwood High School, a school based in a largely Jewish Cleveland suburb. 
Uh, McFarland's lawyer balked at the idea of the word Nazi being deemed anti-Semitic and said it, it is a historical term, not a slur, citing Ohio high school coaching book from the 90s. Uh, McFarland's attorney said Nazi is often used in the football to warn teammates of what is known as a blitz. So, again, I, you know what I'm going to say? Regardless of the, 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 the neighborhood being largely Jewish or this, that, or the other thing, the word Nazi is considered anti-Semitic. I call people Nazis all the time. Grammar Nazis, the receipt Nazis at fucking Walmart. And it's not meant to be anti-Semitic. It's, it's a term of basically saying, why are you such a fucking hard-ass scumbag for no goddamn reason? Or as they said here, it's a term used for uh, blitzes. You know, Blitzkrieg. Hello, do we know it? Do we know our history? And this is the problem. This is the problem with America because we are creating history and history classes and teaching a history that's not necessarily true, but it's to protect people's feel bads. But you don't want to feel bad to get hurt, so we have to make up history because history is mean and it's scary and there's monsters and we don't want our precious little fucking snowflake babies to 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 to, to get to to be uh, sad or scared. Educate yourself, fucking people. Jesus Christ, history ain't pretty. It doesn't matter if it's American history or world history. It's not fucking pretty. It is what it is. It's happened. But you erase it, and you don't talk about it, and you don't teach it. We are bound to repeat ourselves. Just saying. Anyways, that's my little bleh. Um... Beachwood School Superintendent Robert Hardis and the Beachwood Board of Education said in a news release that McFarland's statement shows that he is demonstrating further ignorance and succeeds in taking a terrible situation and making it worse. The Ohio High School Athletic Association, the OHSAA, if you will, uh, said it does not track the names of certain plays or calls used by high schools, but that they are aware of the situation and that offensive language has no place in sports at any level. McFarland, who has been coaching for 43 of his 70 years of age. Wow. They all knew Coach McFarland. Uh, said he was asked to resign by Brooklyn schools and felt he had no choice in the matter. Brooklyn school superintendent uh, Ted um, Claris declined to comment on McFarland's statement. He also said he ordered his players to stop using the call just before halftime when Beachwood's officials brought it to his attention. Statements from both schools' districts confirmed McFarland's actions. McFarland also said that uh, he offered to personally apologize to any little snowflake pussy baby back bitch uh, Beachwood uh, players that the call may have offended, and he said he was told by Beachwood coaches that that was not necessary. Uh, both the school districts said that they are currently focused on a joint response to the community regarding the September 22nd game and determine what is how best to focus on their students. 
So now we can't say the word Nazi. Well, censorship and dictation of what people can or cannot say sounds like a real Nazi thing to you, of you to do, ladies and gentlemen. It's real Nazi of you to tell me. The words that can come out of my mouth. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, well, from one group of idiots to another group of idiots. These mm. fuck was that? Uh. Y'all are killing me with these emotional support animals. Y'all are out of control. You're out of your goddamn mind from horses to peacocks to rats and snakes and everything else. Well, Philly's denied an emotional support alligator from entering the ballpark. Where in the fuck do you keep an alligator in Philadelphia? Pennsylvania. They like the warm, y'all. They like it where it's warm. They like it uh, nice. And But uh, a Phillies fan and his emotional support animal, an alligator named Wally Gator. I want to punch this guy in the face. I want to emotionally support this guy. I want to emotionally support punch this guy right in the fucking face. Right in the goddamn face. We're denied entry to watch... Philadelphia host Pittsburgh. Wally Gator is a working emotional support alligator owned by Joey Henney of Jonestown, PA. The reptile has a big presence on Instagram and TikTok, so this is what it is. It's all it is. It's all it is. He's not an emotional support animal. He's your goddamn clickbait on social media. He's not emotional supporter. He's a fucking clickbait. This is the era we live in. Remember back in the day before social media and, and this, that, and the other thing. Um, the weird guy who showed up at like the bars or fear or fairs or 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 high school football games who had a fucking parrot or a fucking boa constrictor or whatever, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, he's got a parrot." Uh, oh, wow. They're fucking weird, first and foremost, because just in general, that's what this guy is. It's not a, there's nothing, there's nothing emotional, 
there's nothing emotional support animal about this creature. This creature is a social media clickbait. What in the fuck? Sorry, something is vibrating on my desk and it's driving me insane. Oh, there it is. Found it. <laughs> Found it. Um, so there we have it. There we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Citizens Bank Parks Policy on Support Animals is posted on the Phillies' official website. It states, guide dogs, service animals, or service animals in training are welcomed. All other animals are prohibited. Henny spoke to the Philadelphia Inquirer last year and said Wally Gator helps him battle depression and that he likes to give hugs. And Henny also said that the gators never... That is a goddamn certified dinosaur. That is not an emotional support animal. You fucking lunatic. You raving mad lunatic. And everybody else who has a support animal that's a fucking pig or a horse or a peacock or a fucking rat or a goddamn snake or anything like that. You guys are fucking lunatics. And you belong in a, in a proper home. You're doing it for attention. If you have some weird animal that is an emotional support animal, there's nothing wrong with you. And you're doing it for attention. You're posting it on social media for clicks and likes. And I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest with each other. I mean, maybe you have mental issues. Obviously, you have mental issues. But you're doing it for attention. And you're doing it for the... And, and sometimes when you're trying to take these fucking animals on planes or ballparks like in this case you're doing it for the wrong kind of attention but there's it's 2023 and those left-wing fucking fruit loops are gonna get all behind you and go oh my god we can't believe that the phillies would do that shut up shut up shut up shut up <laughs> this is the fucking world we live in, ladies and gentlemen. This is the goddamn world we live in. Anyways, I gotta bring my blood pressure down. Uh bring my blood pressure down. Let's have a little feel-good moment, shall we? Chicago woman skydives from a plane, aiming for record as the world's Oldest skydiver. Lady, you've had a good run. Ottawa, Illinois, a 104-year-old Chicago woman is hoping to be certified as the oldest person to ever skydive after leaving her walk on the ground and making a tandem jump in northern Illinois. Age is just a number. Dorothy Hoffner told a cheering crowd moments after touching the ground Sunday at Skydive Chicago in Ottawa, about 85 miles southwest of Chicago, the Guinness World or the Guinness World Record for oldest skydiver was set in May of last year by 103-year-old Lene Ingegard. 
uh, Larson from Sweden. But Skydive Chicago is working to have Guinness World Record rec- or records clarify Hoffner's jump as a record. Good on you, Miss Hoffner. First, Hoffner first skydived when she was 100. On Sunday, she left her walker behind just a short of the plane, a sky van, and was helped up to the steps and joined others waiting inside the sky. <laughs> Hoffner was... Quoted saying, let's go, let's go, Geronimo, after she was finally seated. That's cool. Big ups. But you're probably going to get canceled, Miss Hoffner, because you said Geronimo, Geronimo and, and you can't say that. That's offensive. That's anti-indigenous people. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> you set a record, and you got canceled. Maybe you set two records. Maybe you'll be the oldest person to ever be canceled. Honestly. <laughs> Look, why are you going to hell? Yeah, just listen to my fucking show. That'll tell you. That'll tell you everything you need to know. Um. <laughs> it is what it is. What are you going to do at the end of the day? Um. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I make myself laugh sometimes, but you know, it is what it is. What are you going to do at the end of the day? What are you going to do? Um, I can guarantee I you what it's no history it's no secret that I have a fear of fights. I will never understand the concept of skydiving. That shit don't make no sense to me. Why? Why skydive? Why jump out of a plane? I mean, I'm not saying I'm not judging people. I know it sounds real judging. I'm not judging people. That do it. They enjoy it. That's their thing. But why? 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 Literally, somebody tell me why. What's what's? It's 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 just an adrenaline thing, right? Because there's no other rhyme or reason to it. At the end of the day, all right? Or am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know. I don't fucking. Know. I ain't got no motherfucking idea whatsoever. To each their own at the end of the day, I guess. To each their own. We'll just leave it at that. To each their own. At the end of the day. Um... Shit.
We got a break coming up. Let's go ahead and knock this bad boy out, shall we? Let's go ahead and knock this break out real quick if you guys don't mind. But before we go to this to the music, let's go ahead and give out give our one of our sponsors some love. Old liquid IV at you coming at you. And and as we all know, you know, you wanna you, you wanna stay hydrated, you know, proper hydration. It's it's gonna it's 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 game changing at the end of the day. Proper function, hydration, it's essential. And well, liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. Their hydration multiplier is one of the is the one product you're missing in your daily routine, ladies and gentlemen. Excuse me. You can use it first thing in the morning for a workout when you feel run down in the afternoon or after a night out with friends or on long flights. For me personally, it has been a lifesaver for late nights and late nights and lots of drinking. But I also use it day to day, just regularly, just because you know I get the hydration that I need and I feel good through my day to day routines and stuff like that. Um, and that's one of the things that I really enjoy the most about it. Not only that, but I can literally take it anywhere I go. It's convenient packaging. You literally throw it in your pocket. You can throw it in your fanny pack, throw it in your purse, throw it in your console or your car, and it's right there anytime you need it. Not only that, but one stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water, it's going to hydrate you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. You got your five essential vitamins in it with three times the electrolytes of those overpriced leading sports drinks, and it's made with quality ingredients, non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Real people, real flavor, real hydrating. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com. Use our code words are hard at checkout. That's 20% off of anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code words are hard at liquidiv.com. So what are you waiting for? Get over there. You go on now. Get liquidiv.com. Just saying. <laughs> Let's go ahead and uh, do another song from our friends uh, Over and Out. Their new song, newest, new ish song called Break. I believe it's off their new album, upcoming new album. And we'll be back here in just a few minutes.
Yeah, buddy. What a fucking kick-ass song by our friends, formerly known as Rumspringer, now over and out. Check them out on YouTube and everywhere you stream music and all them social medias over and out. Show the guys some love. As always, that was over and out. Break. Great video. Cool video, man. Like, really cool fucking video. Really badass song. Um, I, I had the opportunity of, of meeting these guys, and they're such cool cats. But their lead singer is something out of this world, man. There's, I can't wait for those guys to blow up. I really can't. Um, and they're local. They're local. They're right down the road from me. Um, would like to get back out and see them again sometime. But uh, check them out. Show them some love. Welcome back to Nonsensical Nonsense, everybody. Appreciate y'all listening. Appreciate y'all hanging out. As always, hopefully you're enjoying what's going on tonight. It's Monday night. I didn't come in here with anything planned, so it's, it's a little bit all over the place. Let's be honest. Let's be honest, shall we? It's all over the goddamn place. Um, let's see if he's still if he's still up here. Those of you guys who missed Friday night's show may have missed uh, my new friend. Um, is it this one? Yes, sir, Pussy, my new alien buddy. How's it going, brother? Welcome to the show. Appreciate you hanging out. <laughs> sir, Pussy. And he would also like you guys to know. Oh, fuck you, E.T. Fuck you, E.T. You bitch-made motherfucker. <laughs> Um, but as I said, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> something else Friday night. Oh my god. Uh yeah. So we're kind of all over the place tonight. I, I honestly, uh, between this weekend and um, everything like that, and today was just kind of one of those days that was just. Uh, a little blase, blah, if you will, you know, just, 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 just like, uh, almost wish I would have taken the day off to uh, kind of recuperate from, 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 from the weekend, but I didn't. Uh, but it's all right. I survived. It's Monday. It's a typical Monday. Oh, we don't like Mondays. Grumble, grumble, grumble. But we survived. Monday's over. We survived. We're doing our thing. On to Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. On to Tuesday. Um, as they say, one day closer to the weekend. Yas, queen, yas. Shout it. <laughs> but welcome back to Nonsense Going Nonsense. I'm Glick. If you guys are already, go ahead and uh, check out them social medias. Facebook, Instagram, X, and TikTok. We're on all of them. You guys can also hang out with us live Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, 7 p.m.-ish on YouTube and Facebook Live. We're also on Twitch if you want to get on Twitch. Uh, that's cool because we're there too. And if you can't join us live or if you miss us, miss us live and you want to get a recap, I'm working on getting everything 
up to date on Zencast, your Spotify, and everywhere you listen to podcasts at all at Nonsense School Nonsense Podcast. Um, or just simply go to bio.link slash Nonsense School Nonsense. All the links to all the socials, all the links to the podcast platforms, and the links to our sponsors, W Liquid IV and Zencaster. And the promo code words are hard. So you're going to get all that there. Go and give us a follow. Give us a listen. And if you'd be so kind, give us a share. We'd greatly appreciate it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to my share. Don't get it twisted, ladies and gentlemen. I am the real deal Holyfield. You know, once upon a time, I was just the champ. Now I'm the intergalactical champ. They're going to change my theme music to Beasties Boys. <laughs> and they're going to take a planetary. <laughs> Intergalactic champ in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead and let me, let me polish this up. I got my, got my dirty ass handprint. I'm going to shine on that bad boy. <laughs> Put a little shine on it. I spit on it. You're like I spit on them pussies. <laughs> that was retarded. But <laughs> nonetheless, I said it. <laughs> Judge me if you will. Anyhow. Anyhow, ladies and gentlemen. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Keeping that little lead on there. Keeping that little lead on there. Um, I've been doing a lot of these lately. Part of me kind of feels bad, but there's a part of me that doesn't really feel bad at all. So deal with it. One of my favorites, sarcasm there for you, but fucking Rolling Stones, man. Rolling Stones magazine. They love doing these fucking goofy ass goddamn lists. At halftime, they don't make any fucking sense whatsoever. Um. Let's be honest. Uh, I don't know what the fuck. I, I don't know what the hell drugs the Rolling Stone magazine is on. Maybe the same fucking drugs that the actual Rolling Stones are on sometimes when it comes to making these lists. But, I, you know, I can. the cool thing about doing the show by myself and doing one of these lists is I can just boom, 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 boom. I can just shoot through it. I don't have to worry about Jeff going on one of his fucking tan tangents for 15 minutes and talking about 20 different goddamn movies about this one actor. Anywho, Rolling Stones put out the 50 worst decisions in movie history. Um, racist casting, big budget bombs, uh, directorial hubbers, and more epic feats of stupidity. Basically, what this list is. Um, there are 50 of them, so let's uh let's 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 just fucking dive in. A little, a little snippet of info. Uh, Hugh Grant goes for a very expensive $50 drive down Sunset Boulevard. Do you guys remember the Hugh Grant uh, little uh, scenario, if you will? When Hugh Grant went on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno on July 10th of 95 to promote nine months, the host opened the interview with one of the most famous questions in talk show history. And Jay simply said, what the hell are you thinking? 
was a terrible Jay Leno impersonation. But if you know Jay Leno, you understand what I was doing. It was a question on the mind of nearly everyone in America since Grant was arrested just a couple weeks earlier for lewd conduct with a sex worker named Divine Brown. Who he picked up on Sunset Boulevard. He was dating model actress Elizabeth Hurley. Like, what the fuck, bro? You got Elizabeth Hurley and you're picking up fucking prostitutes. Calm down, man. What the fuck? You goofy bastard. Um, at the time, and was one of the hottest young actors in the world, thanks to his breakthrough role in Four Weddings and a Funeral the previous year. His life couldn't possibly have been going better. Why would you do something so monument, mon, mon, monumentally stupid? Sorry, words are hard. And embarrassing. I keep reading new psychological theories. He told Leno between agonized smirks. But you know, in life, what's a good thing to do and what's a bad thing to do? I did a bad thing. There you have it. The public eventually moved on from the scandal. And Grant is doing quite fine these days. But it hovered. It hovered. It hovered. Oh, my God. It hovered. Over his career and remains one of the main things people know about him to this day. Yolo, what's going on, brother? How you doing, man? How was the show Friday night? James in the building. Check this out. This is one of those things. You hear this all the time about movies. And about actors. Actors who turn down certain roles or this, that, and the other thing. Number 49, Will Smith turned down not only the Matrix to play the main character, Neo, but he also turned down Django Unchained to play Jamie Foxx's character. Now, granted, I think Jamie Foxx was way better and Keanu Reeves was way better than Will Smith would have done in either one of those movies. But damn, would they have been as big as they were had Will Smith been in him, outside of his name and his recognition, if you look at it as a true fan aspect or a, view, uh, a real fan point of view, would the movie's been better or not with Will Smith in the, uh, and, uh, and the, the cast? Oh, I thought it was Friday night when, we, when, when I was hanging out with you guys before we did the show. My bad. I apologize. Nice. Glad you had a good time, Juice. It's my chair. That's what's been vibrating all night because I fidget. I'm a fidgeter. Uh, by the end of the 90s, Will Smith was one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. His name was on a poster alone. Could nearly guarantee that a movie would be a hit. But after reaching the stratosphere with Bad Boys and Independence Day, he made a series of really bad decisions. The first ones came with, first came one with uh, Wachowski's um, fresh off their breakthrough movie Bound. Met with him to see if he would take the lead role in their new movie, The Matrix. They only done one movie, Smith explained in 2019. They made a pitch for The Matrix. As it turned out, they were geniuses. But I made Wild Wild West instead of The Matrix. <laughs> I'm now proud of it years later. Quentin Tarantino, a filmmaker with a ton more experience 
then the Wachowskis had in 1998 came to him with the script for Django Unchained. He wanted him to play Django. Smith turned him down. Quentin and I couldn't see eye to eye, Smith said. I wanted to make that movie so badly, but I felt the only way was it had to be a love story, not a vengeance story. Right around this time, he made Men in Black 3 and After Earth instead. Not once, not twice, but three times. Swing and a miss. Or, <laughs> um, hold on. I apologize. Not swing and a miss. It is swing and an Amish. <laughs> wow. Wow. I just. Uh, other than Will Smith would have done good. It was Saturday. Uh, wow, wow, West. I did enjoy Wow, Wow, West. But, um, you know, the first two Men in Black movies were good. Wow, Wow, West was good. But it, they didn't have the success that uh, The Matrix had. Um, and certainly didn't have the success that um, Django Unchained had. Um, and also at the same time, two totally different movies. I, I just couldn't imagine will in those roles you know what i mean um he was great in bad boys don't get me wrong great in hancock i, I love hancock you know there's not a, a lot of will smith movies i don't like i it's just probably at the end of the day for the best because it, it, it might have been really awkward seeing him in those roles but nonetheless Still a swing and a mish. An Amish. Um. <laughs> this movie, regardless of how you feel about it, regardless of if you think it was a good movie or not, this movie has caught 17 different kinds of hell. And it comes in at 48 on Hollywood's worst decisions. Michael Bay decides he's the man to still tell the story of Pearl Harbor. Nothing against Michael Bay. Michael Bay is a phenomenal director. Made some phenomenal fucking movies. In hindsight, turning the story of Pearl Harbor into a Michael Bay-directed love story starring Ben Affleck, Josh Harnett, and Kate Beckinsale seems like a truly crazy decision. But this was 2001. James Cameron had just obliterated all box office records by turning the Titanic disaster into a Leonardo DiCaprio-Kate Winslet romance. Bay himself just scored a huge hit, taking the story of an asteroid nearly wiping out all of life on Earth into a Ben Affleck, Liv Tyler love story, complete with an Aerosmith ballad that hit number one. Why not smash two movies together, sprinkle a smattering of actual history from World War II, and watch money start raining down from the sky, ladies and gentlemen? First off, Harnett is no DiCaprio, no matter how many times Hollywood tried to convince us otherwise. At the turn of the millennium, secondly, Bay was a way over his head with this one. The Titanic sank because it hit an iceberg. 
It's simple. Explaining the backstory of Pearl Harbor requires quite a bit more. Exposition and casting John Voight as FDR didn't help matters. <laughs> Nearly every line of the script drops from the actor's mouth with a, with a leaden clank of exposition timed with bad sitcom beats. The New York Times wrote according to the time-tested Bruckheimer formula. Each heartfelt utterance must be soothed by a little joke. A moment of lightheartedness must resolve into a muffled choke of pathos. Pathos. No shot seemed to last more than five seconds. No scene more than a minute. The final product made Armageddon seem like a masterpiece by comparison. I know a lot of people love this movie, Pearl Harbor, but I was one of those people that went into it looking at more of a historical view, and much like this just said, it was literally a love story with some truth behind it. You know what I mean? Uh, not necessarily a documentary, but uh, you could have made a movie about Pearl Harbor and made it about Pearl Harbor. And I've never seen the Titanic. I've never, ever, I've never seen Titanic, nor will I ever see Titanic. The only thing I know about Titanic is Kate Winslet had more than enough room for Leo on that whatever she was floating on, and she pushed him off into the ocean and watched him drown. And Celine Dion had a smash hit. <laughs> but again, I mean, Titanic did basically the same thing. They took they took something that actually happened in, 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 in history and just turned it into a love story. A weird-ass fucking love story at that. Um, but they're not wrong. Those of us of a certain age, uh, there was a certain movie actor who was beloved from our childhood or our, your, our, our younger teenage years, younger um, preteen years, I guess you would say, uh, Jim Varney, who, who played Ernest. Ernest P. Worrell, ladies and gentlemen. We all remember those Ernest movies. Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest in the Army, uh, Ernest Saves Christmas, Ernest Scares Stupid. Well, apparently at 47, Ernest Goes to Africa. Mm. Might have been a swing in an Amish. <laughs> Jim Varney's childlike Ernest P. Worrell character visited many places throughout his decade-long run of movies. He went to summer camp in the initial movie. They moved on to the magical world of Santa Claus, jail, a troll-infested town, high school, a basketball league, and even the army. The quality of these movies varies wildly. If just If you just see one... We recommend Ernest Goes to Jail. Great movie. Ernest Goes to Jail was awesome. Probably my probably my top three 
would be Ernest goes to jail, Ernest scared stupid, and Ernest goes to camp. Probably my top three, with an honorable mention for Ernest Saves Christmas. You know, those are probably my four favorite Ernest movies. But um, but in 1997, around the time the series descended into low-budget, straight-to-video schlock, uh, they made an unfortunate decision to send Ernest to Africa. Uh, we'll spare you the plot details of this one, but it involves Ernest getting entangled with a fictional Sinkatutu tribe. At one point, he even wears brown face while posing as a servant. This is a vision of Africa straight out of 1940s Bugs Bunny cartoons. It's shockingly racist and not the least bit funny. Ernest expected better from you. I don't appreciate Rolling Stones taking a shot at, 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 at Jim Varney like that. He was just riding a wave at the end of the day. I don't think there was any ill will or racism intended, let's be honest. Again, Rolling Stones is Rolling Stone magazine likes to put out fucking lists, but they don't know what the hell they're fucking doing half the time. Uh, number 46, a Catwoman movie without Michelle Pfeiffer. I might be on an island alone, but, uh, you know, I, 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 I like the, um, the, uh, Halle Berry Catwoman movie, uh, up until Christopher Nolan got his hands on, uh, on the material, Batman Returns was the best movie of a long running franchise. Are you out of your fucking mind? Rolling Stone. Batman Returns, the original Batman with Keaton was the best. Don't even get me started on the whole fucking Dark Knight series because Christian Bale, fucking ridiculous. Heath Ledger, not the best Joker. Suck on it. I said what I said. Heath Ledger, not the best Joker. And, 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 I mean, probably the best thing that came out of out of uh, the Dark Knight trilogy for me was Alfred and Tom Hardy as Bane. And I wasn't too mad at the Scarecrow either. But other than that, that was a whack-ass fucking trilogy. The original Batman with Keaton was the best by far at the end of the day. Um... Anyways, uh, the world had accepted Keaton as the Cape Crusader after some initial doubts the first time around, and Danny DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer were perfect as the Penguin and Catwoman. The movie ends with the Penguin dead, but Catwoman's still alive after losing eight of her nine lives. And nothing against Batman Returns, because I like Batman Returns. But, you know. Just, um, it was the perfect setup for a spinoff movie about Catwoman, but studios didn't think in terms of the cinematic universes back then. Obviously, nobody, you know, nobody was doing what the MCU did. The MCU created uh, for comic books that that cinematic universe uh, that I don't think any any of us 
growing up watching or reading comics or or anything like that ever expected us to be where we are now uh and and getting to watch the heroes that we read about growing up on the big screen in actual good movies or television shows um when they finally got around to making a Catwoman movie a dozen years later, they dumped Pfeiffer and started over with Holly Berry. She had won Best Actress two years earlier and was at the peak of her fame. But the movie bombed and shot her down a few Hollywood rungs. When she won Worst Actress at the Razzie Awards, she had the good humor to show up and accepted the award in person. First of all, I want to thank Warner Brothers, she said, for putting me in a piece-of-shit, god-awful movie. Big ups to Holly Berry. Shout-out to Holly Berry for, for, for uh, having fun with it. And, 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 you know, the Catwoman movie was a shitbag movie, but I enjoyed it. Judge me if you will. I also like Green Lantern. Fucking blow me. I don't care. <laughs> uh, it was just what my career needed, she continued. I was at the top, and then Catwoman just plummeted me to the bottom. Love it. It's hard being on top, and it's much harder being on the bottom. All of this could have been avoided had they stuck with the Catwoman everyone loved and not waited 12 friggin' years to give her a movie. I agree. Would I have preferred to see a Michelle Pfeiffer standalone Catwoman movie? Absolutely. But it's Michelle Pfeiffer. Let's be honest. <laughs> She's an amazing actress. Um, she's not like the hottest woman on the planet or anything like that. Uh, but she's an amazing actress, and she was great as Catwoman. And super hot as Catwoman, too. Oh, lesbian. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, probably. Mm, yeah, definitely hotter than Grease, too. But she was pretty hot in Grease, too. Those are probably the two hottest Michelle Pfeiffer roles ever. Catwoman and and and, and her role in Grease, too. Outside of the fact that, outside of that, it's just she's an amazing fucking actress. And there's no saying anything otherwise. You know, whatever she's been in, she's been fucking phenomenal. Anywho. Number 45, Disney turns away from animated movies after the deaths of Walt and Roy Disney. Uh, from its earliest days as a Hollywood studio, Disney was associated with quality animated shorts. No, I'm not live on Twitch. Uh, actually, wow, I'm not live on Twitch. I thought I was. I'm on Twitter. Yeah, I don't really worry too much about Twitch, but yeah, we'll put put it on Twitch for the last half hour, I guess. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. Facebook and YouTube are my main are my main uh, platforms. There we go. Now it's on Twitch. I always put it on uh, Twitch, but um, I hit the wrong damn button tonight. What up, Twitch? Sorry about that, Twitch viewers. But we are on multiple other platforms where you guys can watch us live. If you like watching us on Twitch, we're on YouTube and Facebook. <laughs> Just saying. Um, 
Anywho, after uh, after Walt and Roy Disney died, um, Walt Disney, uh, he uh, began his career as a commercial illustrator, and he oversaw the creations of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, Fantasia, Bambi, Cinderella, and other cartoon classics. But uh, good looking out, Jeeves. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> um, and other cartoon classics. But after Walt died in 66, his brother Roy followed five years later. Uh, the Disney decided that animated movies were relics of the past, and they'd still make the occasional one, like The Rescuers or The Fox and the Hound. Uh, but their focus became live action. Oh, excuse me. Live action direct, like Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo, the uh, unidentified flying oddball, and Gus. I liked the Herbie franchises growing up. Um, if you haven't heard about that last one, it's a Don Knotts movie about a mule who plays football. I've never heard that. Ah. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Hello, Jeeves. Uh, everything about this show is uh, nonsensical. They're uh, awesome, awesome, heavy Mickey. Hey, Mickey. Except Mondays. Mondays are just me being lame and fucking boring and just rambling and, you know, whatever. Um, Disney was completely adrift. It wasn't until The Little Mermaid in 89 that Disney finally started pouring resources back into animation. It was the start of the Disney re uh, renaissance that gave us Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, The Lion King over the next five years. They could have been making these movies all along, but they just dropped the fucking ball. This movie should have been number one, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> you get a back burner. <laughs> you get a back burner. <laughs> well, I have to tread lightly here because I've already offended the Christians. <laughs> Let's be honest. So, Jesus Christ was involved in the making of the pyramids and how it eventually led to global warning. I was always under the impression that ancient aliens were involved with making the pyramids and not the uh, imaginary spaghetti monster in the sky known as Jeebus and or God. Enlighten me. Enlighten me, Mickey. McKay. Mickey. Enlighten me. I feel like, I feel like first and foremost, you bring up Jesus Warning, Christians. I'm about to hurt your fucking feelings. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I wish. Bro, it's giving me a feeling that you have your own showroom of cars and you own a bunch. I, I, man, I wish. Trust me, if I did, actually, that's a lie. Even if I did own those things, I'd still be here doing this. Um, 
Well, this is going to be a real kick in the fucking dick, Christians. Y'all ever remember? Yeah, you know, y'all ever play the game telephone growing up? You know, one person starts or they whisper in somebody's ear and they and they say, "There's a gray dog in the backyard next door." And then that person carries it on and carries it on until you get to the last person, and the last person says that the Chevy pickup down the road is red and orange and it's owned by Scuba Steve. That's essentially what the Bible is. It's a giant book of telephone. Stories that have been passed down for centuries. But I'm intrigued about the Jesus building the pyramids and the pyramids leading to global warming. Do you care to enlighten the rest of the class there, Mickey? <laughs> Because um, I was always under the impression that, again, I say I reiterate the fact I, 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 I'm a, I'm not an alien guy. I'm not alien believer guy or anything like that. But you'd be a fool to believe that aliens don't exist. Um, I do have my good friend uh, Sir Pussy. That's my alien buddy. We like to drink beers, and I throw empty beer cans at his face because he can only drink like three or four beers before he passes out and I call him pussy and now he's Sir Pussy. But in the uh, <laughs> I actually <laughs> that's my alien buddy Sir Pussy. He came down to earth. I was the first human that he met. And we got drunk together because that's what I do. He also says, fuck you, E.T. <laughs> so you think so you think the pyramids were actually old grand Egyptian hotels. So they just built these magnificent architectural um, works of art. And turn them into hotels. Are we in Vegas or in Egypt? Where are we at? Where are we talking? <laughs> what the hell are we talking at? Let me go ahead and drop this real quick. Hell no. Come on, wait. To the no, no, no. Come on, come on. Hell now. I do gotta say. Egyptian pyramid hotels would have definitely been more of a um, would have served a much better purpose than just throwing dead bodies into the bottom of them. I'm with you on the hotel thing, but I just don't think they were that smart. <laughs> Anywhere and everywhere. <laughs> Anywhere and everywhere them aliens at, or the pyramids is at. Um, but uh, 
Why would Jebus build pyramids for the Egyptians? They didn't like Jebus's people. Was he a traitor? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I believe a certain somebody had to port to sea to save Jebus's followers, Jesus's people, the people of Jebus. He wasn't ready for this, but he, he wasn't ready. <laughs> um, whoa, hey, that's me. I don't know how, but I, I, your your second point is, I, what did pyramids do to lead to global warming? Speaking about the pyramids, supposedly for 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 centuries or whatever, people have said that there's a secret secret ancient entrance entrance on the uh, the Great Sphinx. And nobody, you know, it's one of those hearsay kind of uh, urban legends type deals. And it wasn't until just recently somebody was flying a drone and up at the top of the Sphinx, just in front of the ear, does look, does look like there is actually an entrance. So maybe throughout all these years and everything like that, people were right. There was actually a secret entrance into the Sphinx. But what? mysteries are behind that door. I'm super intrigued with ancient Egyptians, ancient ancient Egypt, ancient Egyptians. Um, that is, um, I don't, I, I don't know. It just, it really piques my curiosity. And um, I don't know why, um, you know, had there not been aliens or whatever, the, the architectural shit that they were able to accomplish, especially in that time period, uh, creating the pyramids or creating the uh, the Great Sphinx uh, and stuff like that. That just, that just blows my mind. It intrigues me. But not only that, but even even their their religious beliefs, the, the, the beliefs that they have with their gods and stuff like that um, are, are an interesting topic or an interesting... Uh, thing to learn about now. I am by no means uh, educated in ancient uh, e Egyptian mythology or or anything like that. I, I haven't dived into that world yet. I uh, know a little bit about a little bit, but um, I would like to dive more into it and 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 become more knowledgeable about it. But um. Well, again, I asked a question. You presented it to the class and never answered. What does Jebus have to do with ancient pyramids? And what do they have to do with global warming? <laughs> um, shit, I was going to go down a totally different road after that, and that kind of fucking... 
lost. I fucking derailed. I fucking derailed. That's what I want to know, and and that's and 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 Jeeves, that's that was that's been my question for I don't know how long. Um, first of all, and and that's what I said. You know, that's where I was going to go. Thank you, Jeeves. Thank you, thank you, Jeeves. You un you unintentionally brought me back around. You got me back up on the rail. So, you know, before I introduce you guys to my good friend Sir Poussois, if you're French. Um, how in the hell? Because even, excuse me, even if you somehow figure out how to put these blocks on wood or whatever the case may be, and you figure out a pulley mechanism or manpower mechanism, do you have the manpower or the slave power, let's be honest, um, to actually create these giant buildings, monuments, whatever you want to call them, and the first part of that question is, what in the hell did you use to create these blocks because it wasn't like there was just a whole bunch of fucking perfectly sized blocks of giant rocks and boulders that were just laying around the desert that you were able to um, just bada bing bada boom build a fucking pyramid with and as I was saying that I'm more of a I'm more to lean towards the Ancient aliens, aliens building the pyramids uh, with technology that, you know, because I'm not a big alien conspiracy guy, but we live in a universe with galaxies and, and, and planets that have never even been discovered yet, let alone been able to be seen or anything like that. We would be fools to believe that we were the only people in the galaxy or the only source of life or creature or whatever to be alive. So who says aliens weren't around in ancient Egypt, Egypt and built these pyramids and built these pyramids for other reasons other than just to store dead bodies in? or treasures, or whatever. We're just now, as a society, whether you believed in aliens prior, or believed in, or did not believe in aliens. Right. Nobody. Love you. You going to bed? See anyone in Disney charge? Yeah. Here. It, it, it'll it charge on that charger in the living room. If Nikki's not using her, if she's still awake, ask her to plug it in. If not, I'll do it when I get done. Um... The hell? What is gentle parenting? Nice. <laughs> Brian sending me sending me clips during the show. <laughs> um so 
you know, I'm more leaning towards the the aliens somehow, whatever the case may be. You know, they came and 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 helped create and build the pyramids, or or uh, a little mind fuck for you, they built them for some source of energy or signal or something. I don't know. If it's an energy source, then I guess I could leave to global warming. But there's so many things like that in, in, in the world. Look at Stonehenge. Who the hell built Stonehenge? How the fuck did they build Stonehenge? Have you ever tried to take three pieces, three blocks, or three pieces of wood or, or whatever that won't stand on their own? And there's no way that the Stonehenge pillars and everything like that, you could just... I've seen them. They're a little wonky looking, and I'm sure they've gotten wonkier looking over time or whatever. But those 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 vertical pieces, it would be so hard to get them to stand, um, so that you could drop the horizontal piece on top. Again, aliens or were people way more advanced back then than they actually get credit for. I don't know. Was civilization way more advanced than what we give them credit for when things like the pyramids or the, the Stonehenge or um, even the Aztec ruins, you look at what the Aztecs were able to create based off of what we're taught and, and, and what we know, how in the fuck were they able to create these 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 Aztec temples? Because of what we're taught and what we're told is that the the um, engineering, the ingenuity, and this, that, and the other thing, it wasn't present in that time, especially the tools that you needed to create these was civilization way more advanced than what we ever know of. Something to think about. Something to think about, ladies and gentlemen. Or I'm just a big, goofy Sasquatch-looking goofball fucking talking out my ass. You can think about that, too. <laughs> the choice is yours. Was civilization way more advanced than what we what we are taught and what we are told? Or am I just a big Sasquatch talking out my ass? Most people are probably going to lean towards the uh, Sasquatch talking out of his ass, but no teacher. As a guy who is in the construction business and, and has been uh, for a good chunk of my life, I look at some of the, some of the stuff a little bit differently. Um, and if you look back at what we're taught and, and what history tells us, it's like, uh, I mean. Honestly, they shouldn't have been able to do it. Shouldn't have been able to, to create the things that we've seen. Some of uh, these great shit, even the Great Wall of China. That bitch, like, damn, yo, y'all like y'all just really just, just threw up a massive fucking wall in China. No help. 
think our good buddies are the old aliens had something to do with it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just my personal, my personal thought. Yeah, lead into that conspiracy theorist. <laughs> and what really happened to Abraham Lincoln? Hmm. I've seen a couple movies that are interesting theories, and I know they're not real theories, but but I'm just saying, uh, if vampires really existed, was Abraham Lincoln a vampire? And that's what led to his demise, is that he was actually infected with the vampire virus. And John Wilkes Booth was only doing what Abraham Lincoln asked him to do by putting him out of his misery. Or... Abraham Lincoln versus the zombies. And old What's-Her-Face was actually infected. And Abe went to check on her, and she bit him, and he was infected. And he went to John Wilkes Booth and said, I'm infected. You know what to do. And he wasn't really assassinated. I'm just saying. <laughs> How do we not know? Maybe vampires exist. Maybe zombies were a real thing. Maybe we've already dealt with a zombie apocalypse, and that's why there's so many zombie apocalypse-style movies and television shows out there, because we've already dealt with it sometime in history, and we've just not been given the knowledge to know that it actually happened. We have not been given the blue pill or the red pill or whatever pill. We've all known about Area 51 since the 50s. But it wasn't until just in the recent years, or the recent last year and a half or so, that the government has started to acknowledge alien life forms and the existence of, of extraterrestrials. And, and, and they're no longer UFOs anymore. Just saying, maybe Jeebus was a zombie. You know what I mean? A little, a little zombie action in uh, Jeebus days. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm having so much fun with the weird conspiracy people that will listen to this podcast. They're going to go, you know what? We've been saying the same thing for years. And now we have the intergalactic champion on our side. He's one of us. I'm not one of you. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just asking questions. I'm just asking questions. That's all I'm doing. Just asking questions. Judge me if you will. Oh, jeezy, jeezy, jeezy. Speaking 
Speaking of conspiracies and speaking of having our eyes open. <laughs> oh. Anywho. Uh, what a show tonight. It's Monday. It was a Monday. It was a Monday night. Mondays are probably one of the worst uh, ADH, ADHD. I don't know what ADHD is, but I got 80 of them sons of bitches. Uh, this was a real H, uh, ADHD, ADD moment for the show, man. I was all over the place tonight, but... Uh, you know, it's what happens. You try to make something out of nothing. Maybe, maybe you, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, you know, maybe some shit will stick on the wall. Fuck, I don't know. Uh, combination of being tired, being worn out, having a couple brewskis uh, from you know from the weekend. Uh, got me feeling some sort of way. But. I do apologize, Twitch. I know uh, this is where our lurker comes from. <laughs> but I got to make sure I give you the platform so you can learn. Duh. <laughs> hmm. Anyways, we'll be back uh, Wednesday night. With a brand new shoe. Jeff will be back. Jeff's typically not here on Mondays. Uh, Tony used to be here on Mondays, but um, for the present time being and near future, he's no longer here, uh, unfortunately. But uh, bring his bag, guys. I'll take it. But uh, Connor will be joining us soon, so hopefully Connor will be here on Mondays. You guys want to worry about me trying to uh, muddle my way through three hours of bullshit. Sometimes I do pretty good. Tonight was kind of a shit show, but, you know, it is what it is at the end of the day. We do appreciate you guys listening. appreciate you guys hanging out, as always. Um, go ahead and check out the uh, bio link, bio.link slash nonsensical nonsense. It's going to give you the links to the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, or X. TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook. I said Facebook, but you can hang out with us live on, on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, Mondays, Wednesdays, and uh, Saturdays, 7 p.m.-ish. Or you can listen to us anytime on Zencaster, Spotify, and everywhere you listen to podcasts at. Oh, that nonsense, cool nonsense podcast. Give us a listen. Give us a follow. If you'd be so kind, we greatly appreciate that. This is usually a spot where uh, I'm 
do 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 no shout outs tonight um you guys have heard me say it a million times check out our friends like uh scumbag lounge featuring uh 40 pounds and case stucky lazy ass podcast hosted by dizzy sorry a little brain fart and uh be on the lookout um currently working on something uh <laughs> that that's gonna be a wild fucking ride i'm telling y'all there is a music artist out there that uh It's going to be an interesting train ride. Uh, I'm trying to get him on the show, trying to um, get him booked. But, um, you know, he he wants to do a lot of things. And what he needs to do is focus on one lane. Focus on this lane. Stop being in that lane over there. And uh, let's chit chat. Let's conversate because it's going to be a, it's going to be a doozy, ladies and gentlemen. But with that being said, go ahead and uh, get ready. And uh, well, let's see what kind of outro music we want to do tonight. Um, let's do. I should have already looked this up while I was yammering on, but uh, actually, I got a I got a message. That's what reminded me. I got a message from this music artist. Um, so I got to message him back and see what we're doing, man. Where are we at? What's going on? Actually, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and wrap the show up with uh, with our girl Abby Anderson. Heart on fire, in Mexico. She's another one I'm working on. Hopefully, trying to get on the show. What a voice! What a talent. Abby Anderson, Heart on Fire in Mexico. Check her out. All them social medias, everywhere you stream music, at Abby Anderson. Go show her some love, y'all. Darkhead Juarez beauty flirting with the G.I. Joe off duty working in the tips at a bar in Mexico. One cigarette smoke break by the back door turned into a pack on the hood of his Ford where he is now. The devil knows. A late night, 2 a.m. mistake. Sometimes one time is all it takes. Won't be long now before she starts to show. Jim, she had didn't look like feeding mouths on food stamps. 
up and drove away My baby girl, she left surviving One day got real tired of crying Who am I to sell? songs anywho well boy, one thing left to do at the end of the night y'all and that is ah, i almost pulled a jump on you guys i almost prematurely ejaculated at the end of the show <laughs> always remember ladies and gentlemen when you're going through it shit's getting hard shit's getting tough and you're at them crossroads. Just think of uh, five simple letters. W-W-N-N-D. What would nonsensical nonsense do? Drink a fucking beer and not give a damn. And move on to the next subject. Don't let the haters. Don't let the naysayers. And don't let the fake friends bring you down. Because at the end of the day, they're still fans. Because they're watching. And they're keeping an eye on everything you do. And with that being said, goodbye. Be good. Be good at it, motherfuckers. Be the body. Be the body.